2: Now, these are her own words. She say she may have retired, but her mouth hasn't. At 80 years young, 13 of which she spent as Secretary of the Drogheda Senior Citizens, she's stepped down. Aside from voluntary work with the senior citizens, she was also involved with the trade union movement and much more besides. I described her as a community activist. That's what she's been all her life. And I'm delighted to, welco- a no- to welcome an old neighbour of mine to the late lunch this afternoon. Nuala Early, you're very welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Jerry. Now, that is nice your
2: to own- meet you. That is your own quote, isn't it? I, 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 wonder, I, was, I was reading that with a bit of trepidation, but I said she said that herself anyway. <laughs> Listen, I'm delighted to have you join Thank me you. on the show. Thank and you. And I, w- I want to begin by asking you about yourself and where life began for you and the circumstances. Would you tell our listeners about Certainly
3: that? Certainly will. Uh, my mother was Kitty Carroll, and she died when I was three years of age. And my father was in prison for the IRA at the time. And uh, I had a brother, Malachy. And we were left orphans at three, uh, three years of age. And um, as I say, my father was in prison during that time. And for the next, what, many years, he was in and out of prison for the IRA. He did a 57-day 50, hunger strike in 1940 in which two of his pals died, uh, Sean McNeill and Tony Darcy, one from Mayo and one from Galway. And uh, the, uh, the, as I say, it was 57-day hunger strike. It was dreadful.
2: And he survived that, didn't he? Nearly? He survived.
3: Yeah. Thanks be to God, he survived.
2: So your early life was run of real trauma because yes. of your parents' Republican beliefs.
3: Yes, yes.
2: Your mother, yeah. you said she died at three. What happened to your ma'am?
3: Uh, my mother died, uh, she got a pleurisy, she was a Republican, she was in what was called a common among at the time, and uh, she died from that. As I say, I was three, Malachy was two. Malachy Grogan was my brother, you yes. know, and um, we were just thrown, I told you earlier, the different places I lived in the drawdown, well that was simply because we'd go to one relative and then they'd get fed up for us and we would jump to another <laughs>
2: So you went from Billy to Jack, so (laughs) to speak. Billy to
3: Jack. And the orphanage was the best part.
2: How many years did you spend in the orphanage? I
3: was four years in in the orphanage. And And
2: that was the Sisters of Charity, was it? Sisters
3: of Charity in Fair Street.
2: How new did you find that?
3: I I found the the girls' end of it good because the girls' end was under the parish. The the Monsignor at the time was was the patron of it. And there were fewer of us. But the boys had a rougher time. You know, they... Boys left Drogheda Orphanage at 10 years of age to go to Artane. And you know that the reputation Artane had.
2: Was Maliki with you in Drogheda Orphanage? No,
3: no, that was terrible. He wasn't. He was put to Dublin. So you were separated? We were separated for the first time. It was dreadful. It was really dreadful because it was only the two of us. And uh, as I say, relatives got fed up of us. He wouldn't blame them, you know.
2: But I can just even see today, Nula, how yeah. that still hurts.
3: It's very hurtful. He died some years ago. He died a few months after Christy and Who was your husband, Christy, H- Christy Early, a well-known Early, man. Yes, football. And um, he died. I regret today that he's gone because I'm writing the story of, of the family, of the history, the whole that. And I've nobody to contradict me. You know, if nobody to, Maliki could say, well, remember this, and so we did that. and mm. We knew who has been executed the next day. We knew about the hunger strikes. We knew a lot of the people of the day as, as children growing up in, on the Mornington Road with the granny, you know, and we knew everything. We knew that the, the, every guy the earth in turn, I think, you know, and this kind of thing.
2: Because you were the focus of attention, obviously, yes. being a, a, from a Republican family. Yes. Well, as you, as you mentioned there going from Billy to Jack, the orphanage involved in your life as well. Yeah. Do you feel you were disadvantaged by that or it left a mark on you?
3: Well, the funny thing is. We started lately to get the... Uh, my uh, brother's family wanted to know the history because Maliki never spoke about it. And they came up to the house and we had a night with a few drinks and mm. everything, you know. and went through the lot. And one of the girls said that. Did I realise her selfish... <coughs> beg your pardon. How selfish, my father was, that Maliki and I had to rough it. Well, he was cosy in prison. Yes. And it was the first time that came to my mind, you know. Yeah, and We idolised him, but, you know.
2: So you were without him for how long, you are growing up, two and three you were separated. How long were you apart, brother and sister? You know, how long was he in Dublin and you in Drogheda uh, here? Well,
3: for the four years I was in Drogheda, and uh, then uh, he came back to another relative, and... Um,
2: were you united again there?
3: Oh, we were, yes. I came across a photograph recently and the family are laughing at it because for the first time I've got a photograph of Maliki and I as adults sitting on the beach in in, in Mornington, and we <laughs> cozy is the wrong word, but we, but we united. You know, we were both had families at this stage. Yes, but it was it's a happy photograph. It showed that the two of us were together,
2: and that's special to you.
3: It's very special. We were good friends
2: growing up. As you say, living under different roofs, mm-hmm. the orphanage in there as well. How did you fare out for school and that?
3: Yeah, we didn't. I got six months. <laughs> this is funny. I was actually put into the tech for six months after 14. And that was that was adult education.
2: <laughs> and was that your first education?
3: The, no, we had we, we went from the Dublin Road National School.
2: So you did national school there?
3: Yes, and we, we did it in the presentation. Okay. Oh, we had the normal school. Yes.
2: So you went to, yeah. did you go through the sixth class in primary, that type of level? Yes. yes. And what about secondary school, no? Oh,
3: not at all. Not, not on, you, not not on not the cards? Not on the orphanage, no.
2: Yeah, there was <laughs> Malick, no chance. Malik
3: either, yes, no, nothing at all. You know, no so, training, no nothing.
2: So did you when, when you, when you finished school or that, did you go yeah. working? You mentioned 14 there going to yeah. the tech. Yeah. Did you do any work or did you go and do that course in the tech?
3: I just did that course in the tech. Yeah. It was at the time was short and yes. typing, you know, and then... Did uh, that mean a lot to you? You know what I mean, to oh, go to... it go did. To? It was something. You know, I was special. I was getting six months I wasn't taken out at 14
2: (laughs) yeah
3: you know kids are like at that age but um, no
2: to you it was your university is that fair to say yes
3: it was yes I fell in over there too with some fella (laughs) standing against the wall in the in the the, the present was that Christy Oh no! I didn't mean till I was nineteen. <laughs> I didn't mean him. Play, I was eighteen.
2: <laughs> so it wasn't the man you were to settle down and, and spend your life no, with. It wasn't. But it was, was it was you remember it anyway, obviously. Oh, I remember. I remember it remember. <laughs> <laughs> so when you finished, what was the, what was the course you did in, in the technical school?
3: Typing and short. And right, that was the usual. You yes. Know.
2: And and where did where did life take you then after that?
3: I then went to an aunt in First Street, the, the family that I'm still very close to you and pretty good to me. And I went to work then there was a, a Bookie in the town. Um he wanted to be known as oh, that's wrong. Uh, known as as um, Tommy Grogan's friend. My father was a mountjoy at this mm. stage. So he took me into his bookie's office and he took his brother took Maliki into um, as a, a training mechanic on the quay the right. two brothers, you know. So that was our first...
2: And that was your first taste of work?
3: Uh, first taste of work. But I was also the first female uh, bookies clerk at <laughs> Ah,
2: another claim to fame for you. And Malachy went the mechanical route. You mentioned your dad was still in prison at this stage. Yes. Did he eventually get out? You said he was in and out over the years.
3: He but came out at... Uh, I was 18 when he finally came out, you know. What was that like? It's uh, strange. We still had, we had a, a mayor in the turn at the time, Larry Welsh. He was famous. I think he was mayor 11 or 14 times. And he went
2: on to be a TT, didn't he, he as did, well? He did, yes. Mm. But
3: uh, Larry and my father pa- were pals in the early days before the treaty and everything in 1922. And, of course, one went one way and the other went the other way. They split. But Larry Welsh, Lord of Mesnem, to his credit... He kept our house in Congress Avenue. He didn't let it be given away. So my father came home. We went into the house, Maliki and I, my father. And uh, I have to say the traders in they without being asked, furnished that house for us. So at Down last... The bed,
2: at last, from babies where you lost <laughs> your mum, yep. you'd been all over the place, yes. you finally walked in the door yes. of what you called your home with our your home. dad at yes. 18 years and of age. And where my
3: mother died, yes. You know, it was marvelous, and we 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 got on. You know, the three of us got on together, and we gone through so much. You know, so that was her, and then I met Christy Early, (laughs) a a soccer man. (laughs) And he took you away from Congress Avenue. Did he He swept you off your feet? (laughs) My father used to come up on a Monday morning to know how to draw to do the day before, because as an IRA man, he he daredn't be seen at a soccer match. (laughs)
2: Doesn't it just show you the times? Oh, they, they were so different, nula
3: Very, very different.
2: Did your father yeah. find it difficult to adjust to, you know, civilian life after spending so much time in?
3: Well, he was well known in the town, so he was seldom alone, you know, and he, he was a natty dresser. And... Uh, no, he had good friends in the turn. He was Tommy Grogan, end of story.
2: And he readjusted he quite readjusted easily. He readjusted, he did. Did he ever go back in after, was that it? That no, was, that
3: was it. And they his, came to him.
2: Right, and his yeah. Republican beliefs that he gave so much yeah. of his life yeah. for and sacrificed yeah. and you suffered for it. Yes. Yeah. Did he maintain those to the end? Oh, he
3: did. Right to the end. He really did, you know.
2: What would he make? I'm just jumping on yeah. a bit here. Yeah. I'll... You know what? What has happened subsequently? All the water under the bridge. The peace process now and that. Yeah. Do you? Do you honestly?
3: Do you I do I mean? know. I honestly don't know. The peace process. I mean that that's what they worked for. You know, the IRA in those days. That's what they worked for. And his brother was, is Larry Grogan, who's uh, very well known. And Larry, of course, uh, was very active. You know, I always maintain that uh, Larry was the penman. I hope, Reanie, you're not listening to this. Larry was the penman and Tommy, my father, was the gunman. (laughs)
2: That's the way it broke down.
3: That's, that's the way I always broke. Okay, it down, the power
2: you know? of the word with one, and <laughs> yes. active service yeah. with the other. W- when he came out and and went back home, which you said, was he still under you know what I mean observation from you know the?
3: he was, yes. The law, he so to speak. Yes. Yeah, even at, at that age, you know.
2: Did he remain involved and keep up his contacts with? He Republicans? kept
3: up his contacts, but he didn't. He wasn't active anymore, you know. And um, they came to him. You know, the like of uh, uh, late Joe Cahill. Hmm. Uh, Joe would have been a young man in them days. You know, people like that came to him.
2: So he was looked up to within oh, the organisation. Yes, yes. What about you and, and the late Maliki? Did you inherit this, this Republican streak? You know, that where people laid yeah. down their lives? Your parents laid down their lives, nearly? I
3: don't, I honestly don't know. You know, the, um, we, we were Grogans. Maybe that's been arrogant now, but we were Grogan's and that was it, you know. We didn't uh, give up anything. Uh, Maliki made a decision when he married that he would not involve his family, that he would work to, to look after his family. And uh, so he didn't talk about it. And I've nobody now to contradict me. As
2: you said, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you would like to have them when you're, when you're putting this history yes. together. Newly, you mentioned uh, breaking new ground as the first lady behind the counter in a bookie shop in Drogheda.
3: Yes. You <laughs> moved on from
2: there to <laughs> another institution where radio was born in its pirate days, incidentally, around here. Donahue's, the boot yes, factory. Yes, You worked there?
3: I worked there. I worked in Donahue's, I think, for two years. I met Christy there. And uh, Donahue's was, was um, I made great friends there you know and because of age now we're dying off you know but we made great friends
2: it was a whole the, the boot and shoe industry right through Louth, was, yeah. was a big employer wasn't it, was, it at the time? yes
3: yeah it was a good place to work
2: was the great fun and in the place each yes, day Yes,
3: I have a photograph at home for we were starting out on, on an outing someplace you know and that was a big event you know what I mean the the to put on a bus and all the rest of it you know and the people that's in it you can still see them and say right I knew them I knew them I knew Peggy and you so and so you know yeah. and it's great it's Does great. it sadden
2: you to see you know the faces and a lot yes. of them are gone Yeah
3: mm. a lot of them are gone and you wonder why you're here and nothing more mm. but you do wonder why you've lasted this long you know I keep telling uh, young taxi men uh, don't grow old so one cheeky little monkey turning at me one day come to day now <laughs> you can't stop the clock it just keeps turning doesn't it really yeah, But is not that fair it, it must
2: be the DNA or the genes there's something in it
3: well if my mother died, you know yeah uh,
2: you can't claim that that's
3: father the died case died at 69 no mm. if, if, you, if you watch now uh, times have changed when Christy died and my father died and all those died uh, they were in the 60s it was it, it was a time today if you reached 70 you were old mm. and now if you if you if you look now at the, the jets we're all in the 80s and the 90s and they're here to somebody today to 102 you know mm. and uh, so it seems to yeah, I think oh, you're yes. right,
2: you're right. And a couple of things, I suppose, medicine, number one, and health care, yes. and as well as the way we live, you know, we the live way in, we as well yes, as, the way as we all lived. things to yeah. do with it. It's yeah. an interesting point yeah. you do yeah. make. Yeah. So you met Christy in Donaghy's Mill, and yeah. what age did you tie the knot? Uh,
3: I was 19. I was 19 in October, when we tied the knot on Stephen's Day.
2: <laughs> Stephen's Day seemed to be a day for weddings, is that right?
3: In that, in that time it was, and it was a one-day wedding. You just um, had a wedding. And it, no honeymoon. A day in Dublin. The ten o'clock uh, train to Dublin to uh, Street, That was your day in Dublin. And that's the day he took me with Malachy and whoever was bra- Pauline was bridesmaid. And he took us that day to to Dublin. And then he wanted to go to see the football match. <laughs> he never lived that time.
2: Did you put your foot down? Oh, yeah. There was no. Definitely. There was no football on the honeymoon. It was
3: be it was be bridal gear.
2: And he wanted to go to a match. <laughs> typical Christy early, football oh, man typical. through and through.
3: Typical. Yeah. But the one day it was, and it was just back to normal the next oh, that day. that was normal that, uh, that time, you know. Intermarried uh, life. Yeah. It, 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 it was only in a couple of years later you heard of people going on honeymoon. Mm. But it, the, you're, you're the one day, and that was it. You married at seven o'clock. If you married at seven o'clock, you were pregnant, by the way. <laughs> Everybody knew. Seven in the morning. In the morning. But uh, we all married at eight, you know. The weddings were that early in the day? Oh, they, they, yeah, there was no special mass put on. Um, I don't want to mention a name, but there is a, a woman, I think she's still alive in Priest Lane. And I remember uh, Phyllis, uh, it was marvellous. She had a uh, spread and everything, you know what I mean? And she was married later in the day. And that was the start of it, I think.
2: Of a new trend altogether. New trend
3: altogether. So an 8am yeah. mass, was there a reception or anything after no, so you went back to the house and I cooked the breakfast
2: <laughs> on the day of your wedding. <laughs> on
3: the, day of the wedding. Pauline was the bridesmaid and Jimmy Early was the best man, and then my Brother Maliki and I think he had a friend with him, and that was it. You know,
2: off to Dublin. After
3: to <laughs> Dublin. Day, day out in the smoke,
2: <laughs> and back home.
3: And go into Woolworths and get a pack of sweets,
2: <laughs> and that was it.
3: <laughs> that was it. Yes. Wasn't that it? Was wasn't it.
2: it so simple and
3: straightforward? It was, because now you, you have the worry of who to ask and what to do and the cost of it and everything else. You do you know? think
2: it's gone to the other extreme, though? It's now gone
3: that? to the other extreme, yes, it has, yes.
2: So you get married, you're a young woman. Do you continue working?
3: I don't know, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yes.
2: <laughs> so Donahue's was, but you moved on from Donahue's then to Wilson McGrinn, which was, was that clothing?
3: Yeah, I was married at that time, and uh, I think Donahue's laid us off I think mm. things were bad yes uh, something happened with Bell-Brig, uh Bell-Brig the army in Uh, uh Dunnees did the, the both Dunnees and Wilson and McBryn Dunnees did the boots and mm. uh, there must have been a shortage and Wilson and McBryn made the uniforms for years for um, the army The army in Gormonstone you know so, so you were up,
2: laid uh, off by
3: Dunnees I'm, I'm not too sure but went up the road so we to went speak went up the road yes I think I was married at that stage. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, you went on to have six children. Six children. That was normal. <laughs> Not yeah, an average normal. type
2: of family. Yeah, it was
3: yeah. a, an average type. Six was an average, you know, and uh, yeah. Four
2: girls and, and you two didn't, boys. You
3: didn't go to work.
2: You stayed you know, at home. Did you? You stayed
3: at home. The the the, 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 fa- the, the father went to, went to work. Christie was still in Dundee's, and uh, you you stayed at home, looked after the family.
2: What do you make of that situation where, you know, today, God forbid, yeah. people just cannot afford, you know what I mean? They, they need can. two salaries. And like, if you're lucky yeah. to have one, I suppose, yes. in the present climate, yes. are you with all the years' experience you've had in community
0: work? And- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
2: everything you've been involved in are you an advocate for the mother working outside the home or yes. would you see the benefits of you know stay-at-home mums where do you stand on that
3: uh, the the benefits of working outside the home is your your mind stays active when you when you when you stay at home maybe I'm wrong but it, to, to go out and mix and meet people and get involved in this that and the other that's a different life and it's great
2: and you were all for that. I was all for that. You like yes, to see yeah, that as well. Yeah. You went back to work yourself because a, a, a new career beckoned in, 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 in a new company that we came to draw at the time, yeah, Marcos. Marcos.
3: It? I went to Marcos uh, to keep, I won't say which of them, at college.
2: So you did this to yeah. further your children's education? Yes,
3: and uh, I became involved in the union in Marcus. So that was your first step yes. sort of on the the, the activist yes. ladder, was it yeah. there? And I knew nothing, by the way. I knew nothing about unions or anything. So it was the tongue that did, that did the whole lot, mm. you know. And it was it was great. We good fun in Marcus.
2: Marcus was a predominantly uh it was a female really workforce there it was, was it?
3: yes, there was a bit maybe six, seven men, you know, the cutters. Mm. that kind of thing. But the rest were ladies and, and the, girls and that. The, yes.
2: You made history there from a union point of view, didn't you? Yeah. You became the first something branch or female branch. You were recognised as yes, something. We what were was the that?
3: First, we were the first uh, branch of the Irish Women Workers Union outside of Dublin. I see. And eventually I got on the executive of that, much to their rebuff. <laughs> <laughs> because, as I say, I knew nothing about union work, but I a tongue. <laughs>
2: But you obviously are quick on the uptake because, you know, yeah. you, you, you educated yourself. You you bring your up, yes, yourself did, yes. up to speed in that yes, through your yes, life. Yes, yeah.
3: Yeah, but um, you can get into trouble at times. I mean, somebody said I retired and I said my tongue didn't retire. Mm, as you said, <laughs> as I said at the beginning yeah. there. But talk yeah. to me
2: about unions and union representation and that. Are they, are they you know, today we're here in you've non-union houses and you know employers don't like units in a lot of places and they they have a bad reputation at times do you think they're still as important and as relevant today they are
3: very much so why do you say that I say that because I I know the workers I know that that, that, they need they need the security of a union they need to have a voice yeah if there's no union they haven't got that you know and uh, we all know what we want I know things have changed a lot. I mean, there's a difference now between a shilling and, and, a, and a penny, you know, but uh, times have changed a great deal, you know. And then again, because it was a w- women's uh, thing, we had fun in Mocos. Yeah. I still have the friends in the town today from those days, you know, and it's great.
2: I have a message here says, Jerry, will you get Nola to tell the story about playing footsie with Brendan Behan?
3: <laughs> I did. <laughs> What's come on? Um, I was, but. but um, my father was in in, in the Cora. In 1940, Chamberlain I think was uh, prime in, minister. Yeah, and uh, he wanted airports for, for his um, war effort, and D. Valera refused to give them. He knew he daredn't give them. You know that we wouldn't have allowed it. But in 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 exchange, what he did was he agreed to um, in turn, which is as you know was. A, with their trial, all the known IRA men in in the country and my father was one of them and the current camp, the army camp was turned into a prison for them and uh, we went up to visit my father Malachy and I and the father came out because he was a widow, he was allowed to bring other prisoners out on the visit dirty, rotten room soldier in each corner with a gun you know and uh, this big, long table. And my father was up here with his pals, plotting uh, the raids they were going to do when they got out. <laughs> and I was up at the top with this young Philip. And he was gorgeous. Dark, curly hair, blue eyes, and the two of us playing footsie under the table. He was 19, I was 14, and it was Brendan. <laughs>
2: You could have been the the, the Mrs Behan, that never was. That
3: never was. <laughs> oh, he was brilliant.
2: Did you find, did you know he was Brendan Behan then at that stage? Oh, He
3: wasn't known. No, he wasn't it was only known. in latter years. Yes, in latter years and he 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 sent me hand painted cards and all this kind of thing, little things, you know, for birthdays and all that. And unfortunately, when one of Christie's family was getting married, uh, when I found out she wanted them, just look at them and never got them back. You gave you them know. away.
2: I gave them away. And they remained there. Your uh, dad passed away, you said, at what age? 68.
3: 69. 68. Yes. Was that
2: traumatic, uh, you know, considering you had you rebuilt your lives to the extent that when he went, then it was
3: It was, it was kind tough. of uh, Put it this way I was still young. So death didn't mean as so much. You know what I mean? He was my father. And uh, we brought him into the Lords, and he died. And then with all the fuss, because he was Tommy Grogan, there was a great deal of fuss, so you were kind of eased over the death, mm. you know. I, I remember at his funeral they did the usual, the salvo over the coffin and the tricolour around the whole lot, you know. Mm. And uh, I was sorry, I, I was tied up with Christy, and I was, I'm sorry afterwards that I didn't just stay and talk to him. You know, there are a lot of things that we could have found out.
2: You know. mm. But um, they went with him?
3: They went with him, you know, and uh, people that came to the house, you know, the various people that we met, famous people and everything. Mm. And I'm sorry to this day that I, I'm writing a bit now, already. right. Mm. But, um, You're
2: British sorry show. you didn't garner more from him, that yes. he might have opened up to you about, yes. you know, what yeah. happened yeah. and that yeah. as well. Yeah. Bridie says, what a fantastic woman with the writing group. Who's that, Nola?
3: Bridie Clark. Okay. Brady Maxwell or Brady Clark. Okay, they've been in
2: touch to say that you were super with the writing group.
3: They're good friends. Another one there saying,
2: great to hear, Nuala. She's an absolute legend on the (laughs) airwaves today. So there you are. Keep that head steady now. Don't let that head just get get too big for a moment. (laughs) The senior citizens, how did that come about, your involvement with that?
3: Well, that came about through uh, Bernie McCann and the partnership. And she cornered Maeve Healy, you know Maeve, and myself, would we start up and we did and we started up with three members of the, Ma- Ma- sorry Maeve was a member of the Save St Mary's Hospital and they joined us after. and then after a while they dropped away so Maeve Healy and Lennon who is still the treasurer today and myself we started up and we just it just grew from there. It
2: just snowballed, really, didn't yes, it, and it took did. off with, with yes. it.
3: You, you achieve
2: so much, I have we to say. Do, from yeah, you know, yeah. you know, tasks be done in homes for people who you know possibly yes. couldn't afford it. You set up a group yes. of volunteers to help yeah. there. The yeah. alarm system, the mobile phone, yes. the keep yes. fit. <laughs> you know, the list goes on and on. It goes on. What's your proudest? You know, what would you say? What would you like to say as would define your involvement as as your greatest achievement?
3: It, 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 it. My greatest achievement, I think, was to get old people recognised. I, I always said we were never a, a tea and bread, a tea and bun party. We never were. That we were always there for the rights of the older people to be listened to. They to listen to our voice, uh, their own voice, and the, the, the authorities to go by what we know we want. And I'm not talking money. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about the rights of the older people and the recognition.
2: Do you, do you, how do you look on the Ireland of today and its attitude to our senior citizens?
3: Uh, well, my best answer to that is we're starting at the moment an elder abuse campaign, which is going through Ireland. And elder abuse is rife in Ireland. And it's not physical abuse. Uh, all right. sometimes it can be fiscal abuse it can be uh, denying them the rights pushing them into a corner leaving them alone lonely and so on all that kind of thing and um, we're starting a campaign on that and uh, to, to, to try and we have great organisations in the turn mm. uh, community uh, groups and everything else and they're absolutely marvellous and the old people love that because old people are inclined to stay at home but when they the the by bus, the wheelchair association down beside us bus comes a, a couple of times a week and they meet their friends and so on and so on and we're all disabled you know they we, 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 bodies are just gone <laughs> believe me they are. and the plunge doesn't keep them there <laughs> <laughs> no. but you do feel that you
2: have to stand up like we saw was it last year that uh, with the government the yes. last government when yes. they tried to change things. There was yeah. a tremendous response, yes. wasn't there, across yes. the country. I think you were yeah. the one group that struck yeah. me that actually <laughs> got out there and said no.
3: Well, we, we I, I better not say this on air, but we are, um, the budget, we, we're expecting, I mean, 2.30 two a week for for a, for a pension. So we're holding a march in West Street when the budget comes out.
2: OK, so you're expecting the worst, are you, in terms of...
3: Yes, but I won't describe it.
2: OK, you're me. going to hold your... keep your powder dry till then and there'll be a surprise element <laughs> well, to you go it. you
3: go on the turn bus and they'll tell you what I'm talking
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've decided to sort of...
3: You'll never hang up
2: your boots, will you? You know what no, I mean? No, the, tongue, so will, like the, used the boots. tongue
3: will never stop. Mm. You know, that's, that's... Probably the tongue walks too much. But I have to come here and praise, first of all, my family, but Le Square residents. We lost one this week, Mrs Clinton. But Le Square, to live in Le Square, you know it, you grew up near it. It's fabulous for friendship and help and everything else.
2: That community, that old community spirit is there. there.
3: Yes, it's brilliant.
2: And we've lost that so much in the Ireland today.
3: We have. How long are you living there? 61 years.
2: Not out. <laughs> yeah. 61 not out for Nuala in Le But obviously you're quite at home, content, happy there.
3: I am, yes. Very happy. Yes.
2: What what, uh, what do you like best about it? You're, you're drawn a woman born and red from the far side. We haven't people who know <laughs> what that is, the, the, the south side of the River Boyne. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: What do you like most about this place and what drives you mad about it? The two, What drives you mad about it, first off?
3: Uh, people who don't grade it, for one thing, I suppose. And maybe that's a, a a warm answer, but we the older people are not recognized, and saying this you're there the right uh, anything that's set up is usually by men and draw is the for a, 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 there was a survey done some uh, years ago uh, the ratio from men to women who mm. die, you know what I mean. And we are there, and we're left at home. We're not involved. We're not. We're not asked.
2: You're talking about a, a greater number of women and that that yes. are left on their own on to their fend own. for themselves, voiceless, yeah. yes. friendless.
3: Voiceless, voiceless, definitely voiceless. You know, and uh, when you talk about that, the borough council and all that, you know, they they, they, yeah. they don't consult us. They help us if we if we ask for help, but they don't consult us. Mm. But. Um,
2: You'd like to see that changed. You'd like, like to see, see a voice there. That's what yes. you're looking for. Yes. What pleases you about the place? Because on, that's on the
3: friendliness, one. Friendliness. Friendliness. Is it? Is it's, it? it's still engaged. It's lovely.
2: <laughs> it still has it.
3: <laughs> oh, no, no. We're, 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 yeah, you walk over Westridge in the morning. You should try it sometime.
2: If um, I get a minute.
3: You meet people and yeah. you stop and you talk. And you walk away and you say to yourself, who the hell was that?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: But we all know each other. Mm. We all grew up together and we all grew up in poverty. You know, so it's it's, it's, it's marvellous.
2: Nobody had anything. It yeah. was all the same. Yeah. When you look back on your 80 young years, is there anything that you feel, look, that you regret? that, 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 that you Like you had a tough life. You had a tough I upbringing. Did just, you did, yeah, Nuala. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. you achieved so much and you yeah. marched on regardless. Yeah. Your own fine family yeah. and what you've achieved in public yeah. life and all the people you've helped. Do you have a regret at all or anything that you'd you'd like to change about?
3: No, not really. I suppose there's always a regret when people come to you and ask you for help with this, that and the other. Maybe something you didn't think of. You know, Mm. things are happening to other people. Mm. And as I say, we're we're trying to start the elder abuse because elder abuse is not physical. Mm. Mainly not physical, Mm. you know. And I'd like to see people involved. You know, that they're say a son going home the weekend broke Look, uh, taking the old lady's money mm. you know pension money this kind of thing I'd like to, to I wish that the women maybe I'm being sexist but I wish that the women would stand up for themselves and I'm not a feminist but if they stood up for themselves and we could have a better life and I'm not talking money I'm talking friendship mm. And then in the turn, we could have more done for the older people. And I'm not talking about physical stuff. like um, We do the care and repair and that. But it, there could be more done on the friendship plane, More recognition of older people.
2: The loneliness is a big thing, isn't it? Yes, the loneliness. It is a huge thing.
3: And a lot of women just stay at home.
2: And everybody else is running about busy with their yes. lives. And we just yeah. don't have the time. Yeah. Anyway... 80, almost 81 years <laughs> young and going strong with a new campaign on the horizon. Lots done, lots more to do, I think, sums up this lady. Caroline Cavan has just been on to say you are an amazing woman who's achieved so much in she's your life. She's a
3: great friend, by the way. I know,
2: and she's yeah, on there to yeah. say that to you. New Larry listen, it's been great. Thank you so much for joining me on The Late Lunch.
3: Listen, Cherry, it was brilliant. Thank you. Listen, I was dreading coming up here and it was brilliant.
1: voice, hey, hey, hey. the louder I will sing, you hide behind walls of Jericho, hey, hey, hey. your lies will come tumbling. Something inside so strong I know that I can make it Though you're doing me wrong, so wrong You thought that my pride was gone Oh, no There's something inside so strong oh.